When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tan. I'm joined today by James Sharp, my colleague here at the Mercury. We're going to be dissecting Leicester City's home draw with Stoke City. Before we do that, just like to remind you all to head over to beer52.com to register for eight free beers from around the world. All you can do is pay for your posting and packing. Just use the tagline Leicester to register. Now, James, yep. another home disappointment on Saturday. Um, yep. Very frustrating. Again, on the back of the Swansea draw, uh, although it was a little bit role reversal there, they conceded a you know a late equaliser as the only ch- shot on mm. target. This time they had to come from behind, but they had enough chances in the second half to snatch the win. Couldn't take those chances, and it's another two points dropped on home soil. Yeah, it is, and especially after if you take away the Man City result, which you can kind of ignore that a little bit because they were they were brilliant and Leicester were rubbish and. But they're the two, the home games against teams like that, the ones you expect to win. And after the Swansea game, well talked in the build-up to say that this was a game they really had to win because they'd lost, because they'd, they'd let points slip previously, and, and the same happened again. Leicester were the first ten minutes. I thought they were okay. Uh, after that, Stoke's game plan worked, which was just to make it difficult for Leicester, sit deep make it scrappy, be physical and Leicester couldn't really find a way through and only until the last 10 minutes where Leicester created enough chances to win the game um, Leicester huffed and puffed quite a lot and couldn't really find a way through and I know we'll probably come to creativity a bit later on but it was disappointing and there were boos from the fans at half time and full time which considering that was a point that took them 7th was a bit odd but performance wasn't great Um and yeah, disappointing because you, you you look at that game and think that's one we really should win. Well, if you look at the table as well, the frustration is that uh, so many other sides that are around City at the moment are dropping points as well. It's almost as yeah. if nobody wants that seventh spot, which potentially could give you a Europa League. Yeah, no one wants. Nobody wants no, Europa no, League. No, nobody wants Thursday night trips to Israel, do they? That no, and they don't is. want to start in the start of July. Either. No, yeah, I mean Leicester could easily have seventh place nailed down for good had they got results that they probably should have got I guess you can say that for other teams in and around them as well but I think it, it's just frustrating because Leicester have seen so many signs that they are that they are the best of, of the rest as you would call it but aren't really making that count when it comes to games like this well let's try and find the reasons why yeah this, this it's all right moaning about it this it? mini slump let's have a look at this uh, the mini slump because it, for me it all, it's pretty much stemmed from after the FA Cup win at Peterborough, we had the 2-0 win at home against Watford. Since then, they've only scored one goal in each game mm. after that. And if you look at the ratio of chances taken as well, they haven't created that many chances either. I mean, Vardy is the only guy that scored goals. I mean, Jack Butland scored Leicester's goal yeah. uh, with a woeful own goal against Stoke. And I know they had chances later on. If one of those gone in, it would have changed yeah. the perception of the, perhaps the perception of the game, but not the performance. They are struggling with creativity, aren't they? And... You know, when this all seems to, and I don't think it's a coincidence, it all started when 
the Riyad Mahrez situation kicked off pre-Everton mm. and obviously they missed him massively in those games when he was missing and since he's come back in he started to look like the figure um, that we've seen before it was certainly the second half against Stoke but do you think though they're starting to over-rely on him now it's almost as if they're saying well go on him yeah a little bit because we saw at the end of I know we, we talked about the Swansea game and said Oh, Leicester missed Riyad. They they missed that ability to pick apart a defence that's sitting back, and they did miss that. But then it got to the point at Stoke where it felt like Leicester players would just thought, just give it to Riyad, just give it to Riyad, and hope he can do something, and let's see if he can find a way through. And sometimes he does, and he nearly did, had it not been for that save from Jack Butland. But yeah, it can't just rest on. Mares being the person who is required to create things, um, and I know I might get we'll probably get to it, but and there's a lot there's a lot of criticism levelled at, at Matty James over the weekend, which I thought was was unfair. Damari Gray was in that team to create things, and he had a pretty anonymous game. It can't just be Riyad that, that does it because eventually Leicester won't have Mahrez anymore. Well, well, this is the point. It's about time others started taking some responsibility and putting their hands up and trying to find a way through themselves. I mean, Michael Bryant pumps cross after cross after cross into the box, but with, with no physical presence in that box for that. No, I mean, none of Leicester's midfield... Leicester's front eight... Yeah, midfielders and attackers are six. None of them are above six foot. Stokes centre backs six foot three and six foot one. They are more than happy for cross after cross after cross to come into the box because they would just had it away. And there weren't bad crosses. If there no. were bodies in the box competing for them, I, I think you know they were strugg- struggling to defend them. And they were having to concede. And that corners. first half event, especially, there were many times where both of us in, in, sat in the press box went, "Oh, that's good balling. Oh, that's good balling." But there's but no one there to get on the end of it. And now they've with Slomani and Yejoa both out on loan. Leicester haven't really got a physical presence. Um, Vicente Bora has played as a as a second striker for for Seville before, and he's six foot three angled in the air, so he might be an option as kind of a second striker. But I think I think the problems are a bit a bit deeper than that. Really, they need to create things that aren't just whipping balls into the box. Do you well. think it's time now then that uh, Claude juggles the pack a little bit and uh, I tries a few different options? Because we I know a lot of fans want to see a bit more of Adrian Silva. He yeah. started two league games. The other. F- Three appearances were starts were in the FA Cup. Vicente Borja, you got to feel a bit sorry for him. He's done absolutely nothing yeah. wrong, and he, he finds himself out the side and and arguably down the pecking order to the fourth choice central midfield player. Yeah, and uh, I think we might as well talk about it now because Matt, Matt, Matty James got a lot of I thought unfair criticism at the weekend um, because of the lack of creativity. A lot of people were pointing towards that. And why is he playing ahead of the likes of um, Bora and Silva and I thought I thought Matty James had a, did a decent job. He did his job. He's he's never been a creative player in midfield. He's been the the guy that wins, that keeps the ball, keeps it simple, keeps things ticking over. He, he's he, a conduit, isn't he? Yeah, he, he holds. Yeah, 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 he he manages the ball well. Very rarely gives it away. He had the highest pass success rate of anyone. He keeps it short and neat and simple. He's never been a player that, that has been relied on to create things. So I felt it was a bit unfair to criticise him for something that he's never really been expected to do. Now, whether having him and, and Nadidi playing together in a game at home against Stoke 
whether that was the right thing to do is a different question, and probably probably not. The, the two of them worked really well at Stamford Bridge. They were outstanding. They were outstanding, but that game's got a slightly different dynamic to it than playing Stoke at home. We're going to sit back and sit deep, and you need that extra bit of quality, creative quality, to be able to pick a pass through the defence. No, that's that's not Matty James's game. So the finger could be pointed at Claude Well a little bit, who perhaps should have gone for. Another, a different midfielder, a, a more creative midfielder like Ibora and Silva, who can pick that pass between defences. We've seen Ibora do it before. What about Ibora? You, you touched on it there. Uh, perhaps tinkering with the system and playing Ibora off Vardy, yeah. somebody that can advance into the box, or even Silva with that, uh, with that creativity that we know he's got to pick a little slide wall pass. Because without Shinji Okazaki, who's been injured for the last yeah. few games. And Shin- I saw Shinji after the game. And I said next week Shinji went, yeah, yeah, next week. So he's, well, he's hope, hopefully to be back. I hope next week. so because, as we've said so many times before in the past, that when he isn't there, Leicester do miss him. And you have we saw that again against Stoke. We, you do miss that non-stop linking of a play that Shinji gives you. Damari Gray was supposed to be the one to to create things. Uh, in behind Vardy, but he couldn't get in the game. No, they not, couldn't get him into the game. And he, and he didn't quite have that work rate that Okazaki has to make things happen for, for himself sometimes. I think he looks much more comfortable out wide where yeah. he's got a bit of space where his teammates know where he is, can pick him out and get him in the game. Yeah, in great. that little withdrawn role. Yeah, great. Gray is, in terms of ability and skillfulness, you'd say Gray has got more talent than, than, than Shinji, but Shinji knows that role so well and what he gives you in terms of, of work rate and. Um, just mixing things up and getting involved, getting stuck in, not never giving up. That is so important. Um, whether Ibora could kind of fit into that role, he, he would offer you something completely different to to, to Oksaki because I mean, Ibora very rarely breaks into a breaks into a, a sprint, but he reads the game so well, and he would offer you a more physical presence um, uh, for balls into the box, and he can pick a pass. He's played there for Seville. I think that would be an option. Whether it would it would be more of a of a four-three, more midfield three with the ball slightly advanced, potentially. But I think it's something now that for these home games against, as you would say, relegation scrappers who are going to be keeping things tight. I think it's worth about the time now it's worth looking at, at trying different things. Well, they certainly need to do something because Vardy's looked very isolated in, in recent games, hasn't mm. he? Even though he's been scoring goals, it's been like one chance, one goal, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, he's you know he's not, and he, again, he didn't receive a lot of service or a lot of support against Stoke as well and uh, when you've got a player who's in that sort of form you've got to give him some ammunition haven't you you've got to supply him and uh, City have really struggled to do that in the last few games and I think it's now time perhaps if Pure is a bit too rigid with his system perhaps if he hasn't got the personnel that he needs to continue playing the system have a look at something else and I think at the moment um, I think it's now Pure's starting to really get to know what he's got in his squad and you and still think he's, you feel he's still in a bit of a to, to use a, a phrase tinkering especially is he, do, you, do you feel he's still having a look at oh, what absolutely. he's got absolutely I think so I mean we, we forget he's, he only came in October he's not had a pre-season to work with these players um, he might not have known a massive amount of, about a lot of them until he uh, he came into the club mm. so you know he's had a few months now where he's having a look at it and he's still assessing what he's got I mean he hasn't had silver at his disposal since uh, until January so, as well so He's only had a few weeks uh, really to see him in match action. So I think he's starting to really get to know what he's got at his disposal. And I think you might see some changes against Yeah, Bournemouth. because because 
obviously after games where you should be winning and uh, fans get frustrated and a lot of people have expressed themselves on social media and even but even since the, the dust has settled and, and emotions have died down over the weekend a lot of fans have started to not kind of not not question his capabilities but maybe ask questions of Wells team selections and uh, do, do you feel that that's a, a right criticism to have of him. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, the fans should always have the right to <laughs> yeah. question the selection. <laughs> and uh, I know hindsight's a wonderful thing. And uh, you know, perhaps we'd be talking differently if, if that, City had scored a yeah. couple of those late chances. You know, Matty James had gone in instead of hitting the post. Riyad Mahrez had taken that one-on-one, or Butland hadn't pulled off that incredible save. You know, we might be talking about a more convincing and comfortable victory, and perhaps that would have papered over some of the cracks but I think fans are getting to the stage now where they, they are saying well why isn't the ballery? why isn't silvering we've been waiting a long time we've paid a lot of money for these players why aren't they featuring a bit more than we're seeing at the moment uh, but then again you know at the start of the season we did see a lot of shouts for Demario Gray and Ben Shearwood to be starting regularly uh, certainly Chilwell ahead of Fuchs was the big one fans would seem to be um, very much in favour of the, the youth rather than the old stager and uh, it seems to be reversed now the fans now that yeah. we see on social media and we, we stress this is where we get a lot of our information from about how fans are feeling because fans can now express themselves yeah. so much more through social media and on our website which you should always check out by always the way always a good plug that is yeah and uh, so you know I, I, it's when you I know our colleague Jordan said this this morning didn't he yeah said, you're, you're always a better player when you're not on the team yeah you're always a better player when you're not on the team it, I thought that it's, it's right isn't it because you're always looking fan, you're always looking to to make to improve and and so if someone something's in the side that's not working you'll think well I'll try him but then when it switches the way around and he's not performing then you want to bring someone else in again but I think Chilwell I think is he's a young player so he is going to go through dips in form and I think he's, he looks like he just looks it's like grey isn't he? he looks like he, Chilwell looks like he's struggling with confidence at the minute um, when he was in form he would he'd be bombing forward and taking players on and with, with reckless not reckless abandon but the confidence was there. Now it feels like he's a little, at times he looks a little bit tentative and he's not quite sure. Well, Saturday he gave the ball away a few times early on in the game, didn't he? And, he, and then you didn't really... And second half he improved, I thought. He got forward a lot more. But for the rest of that first half, he's, he went into his shell a little bit. Yeah, and he's a, it's a bit... Taking that extra split second to, to to ask yourself whether it's the right thing to do. But you've taken that split second and, and that's too long in, in Premier League football. But... So maybe, maybe we might see Fuchs come back in, but I think Joe he's a very promising player. It's just he's just really a dip in form. Gray, after the, the start of the season, where fans were clamouring for him to start, and he looked he looked superb. He looked he, he did look. I mean, people were talking about him being called up to the, to the full England side. Um, he was playing that well. Since then, he he's had a dip in form as well, and he he struggled. And I think Stoke were I think a little bit too. A bit too physical for them. They, they quickly got to him and, and got him out of the game early. Well, Stoke was certainly well organised and very, very physical. I mean, yeah. Their work rate was one of the highest I've seen this season from an opposition against City. They closed City down very, very fast, but they didn't offer a lot going forwards in terms of quality, except for Shakiri. And I know that and one shot on target. That was it. Yeah, and you know you can look at the, the Nididi being out of position or James not being able to cover or back four should have perhaps come out and closed him. You could really cut uh, through that goal and, and, and dissect it if you if you wanted to but uh, uh, overall though let's talk about some of the other selection issues because we were all talking about Morgan or Dragovic before the game now 
I've just heard that on our yeah. online poll uh, at the moment about some of the ratings that we ask the fans to rate the players' performances. Out of 10? Out of 10, Morgan's are at 3 points something? 2.7, apparently. No, um, I didn't think he had a bad game no, at all. No, I, I, I generally didn't. I know some fans were criticising his performance after the game. I, I honestly don't... I mean, we get asked the question sometimes by fans, like, were you watching the same game as us? Well, probably not. If I thought Morgan was fine. I honestly had no... I don't think the problem was the back four. No, not at all. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't really have much issue. I thought. I thought it was harsh to leave Dragovic out, as we said in the in the build-up. Dragovic has performed really well and and possibly deserved to keep his place, but well chose to go with his captain. But I don't. I thought Morgan had a had a solid game, and I, I didn't. I don't, I don't really see where where that much critique comes from. So from us, there's no issue with that selection? No, I don't think so. Um, but perhaps in midfield, you would like to see a bit more creativity against Bournemouth? I think it depends, yeah, I think th- with midfield, I think it depends on, um, the, on, the, the, uh, on the dynamic of the game, because like we say... Uh, 50p in the metre, please. <laughs> uh, so, uh, against Chelsea, it's a different kind of game, because they're, they're going to look to dominate the game. And so you need midfielders there who can combat that. Whereas against Stoke, you're the and against Bournemouth, you'd imagine at the weekend you're going to be the team that is a, that is you want to impose yourself on the opposition and be able to find a way through. So I think for this kind of game, I think yeah, I think I'd like to see a bit a little bit something different in midfield. Well, the midfield's going to be key against Bournemouth because they like to pack midfield. They like mm. to play through midfield. We know how Eddie Howe's side like to perform. They haven't had the greatest of results as well recently so it's going to be a very similar test I think to uh, to Swansea and Stoke and they've just really got to find some different answers. Now there's another talking point that you picked out in your five things that yeah. quite entertained a lot of people. Um, Paul Lambert's choice of colouring of his attire. Yes so if any eagle eye or anyone who watched the game on television would have no, would have had it pointed out to them but anyone who was eagle eyed at the game would notice that for the first 70 minutes Paul Lambert wore a blue tracksuit and for the last 20 minutes, he wore a white top because, according to Paul Lambert, Kasper Schmeichel complained to the Leicester bench that it looked as though Paul Lambert, to him, in, a, in the corner of his eye, that Paul Lambert was wearing such a similar colour to Leicester City that he kept mistaking Paul Lambert in the dugout for a Leicester City player, hence why possibly the reason for the odd kick going awry. And so eventually, Paul Lambert changed his top to white. Now that, as as excuses go, this is an elaborate one. And <laughs> as Paul Lambert, as Paul Lambert pointed out, why did it take until the seventieth minute for that message to get across? But I don't know. Two, well, two minutes, two minutes after they changed the top, Leicester scored. So clearly, it was a genius move. Well, let's talk about Casper Schmeichel then, because um, yeah. we saw at Man City, you know, gifted them a goal, trying to play out from the back. Uh, there was a, quite a few uh, loose. Throws out, throw outs and kick outs, and he almost gifted them uh, Shakiri a second goal as well, with a loose one into James. Um, they're trying to play out from the back; it's admirable, but they're starting to make mistakes, and it's going to cost them, isn't it? Yeah, it nearly, actually, it nearly did again when the clearance was thundered at James, who had absolutely no chance to control it, and Shakiri nearly put it in from forty yards. As Confident a player as Schmeichel is, and he is extremely confident. He is. He has 
the utmost faith in his own ability, which, you, to be fair, as a goalkeeper, you do need, you need that. that yeah, but, but I feel that he, even he is going through a, a spell at the minute where just that confidence isn't flowing in his game, especially with his distribution. Um, we, uh, previously, we've seen him like ping balls out to the channels to start var- to start runs for Vardy. At the minute, it, it looks like they're, just not, they're not coming off, and it, it, he is struggling, I think, with his distribution. Um, whether that's Paul Lambert's fault or not, we don't. <laughs> who knows? Um, but yeah, that, he, I think Casper is another example of someone that's, that's struggling for confidence. A minute. Well, yeah, but I, and, and as you say, it's, um, when he gets it right, it's a brilliant weapon. It yeah. gets City, turns defence into attack in a split second, and we've seen it many, many times, being very, very effective. He's going for a spell at the moment where perhaps he needs to mix it up a little bit more. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's trying. Maybe, maybe he's perhaps going. He's maybe he's trying. Yeah, maybe he's trying the, the the Hollywood. Yeah, if the ball's not on, don't play it. Yeah, you know? um, it's only when the, you know you've got somebody who's in space and not Matty James who's on the halfway line with his back to the Stoke goal and it's got somebody right behind him. That's probably not the right time to play a ball into his feet from you know outside your penalty box. Yeah, I think the cat like. I've never dreamed to say I know more about goalkeeping than Schmeichel. Um, he's, he's he knows what he's doing, but he just feels like at the minute it's that he he it's not quite as slick as it usually has been. So, um, but I think that'll come. Now we think there's going to be a response against Bournemouth, and I think there will be. Um, they won't want that this run to continue because of any sort of lingering hopes of. Um, that top seven finish and the potential good Man City winning the League Cup and if one of the top four win the FA Cup you know seventh should be okay yeah. for for Europa League qualification and it's still there tantalisingly uh, in their grasp if they can get on a decent run so we're expecting a bit of a, uh, a resurgence now yeah and if you look at Leicester's running you would you would say on first glance that Leicester have a have a favourable running because they've only got two of the top six clubs left to play what that does mean is that the teams they are going to be playing are going to be those kind of teams like Stoke, like Bournemouth, who will keep it tight and make it difficult for Leicester to break them Fight down. For their lives, aren't they? I mean, and they've got and they've got West Brom, Brighton. You've got yeah, the, a few of these. yeah, they've got they've got everything to play for. So they are going to be really, really um, fight, yeah, fighting for their lives. So Leicester are going to have to find a way to break these teams down, and if they can then seventh place is there for the taking. But as we've seen against Swansea and Stoke, that's just struggling to find ways to break down these teams that are sitting back, that are sitting deep. Yeah. Okay, so check back on the Mercury website. We've got uh, plenty of stories, lots of reaction to the weekend's uh, draw with Stoke City. Don't forget to go over to beer52.com as well and register that. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be back with another podcast later in the week.